0: You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast.
1: Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this... Ow. Hurt. Learn.
0: What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn certainly is and this morning in the studio we've got Jennifer G and Park and we're talking about gaming today and particularly uh sort of like perhaps some
1: unpleasant effects of it. Definitely. On your health. Yes, exactly, on your health. Nice to have you in here, Jennifer. Kyoto. welcome. Thank you so much, Kia It's really nice to be here. Tell us a wee bit
0: about your, your PhD. It's a really interesting research area. I've never heard anything about it before.
1: Yeah, thank you. So I'll actually start off talking about gaming. So video gaming, as you know, is one of the most popular hobbies around the world. Yeah, You know, even my mum plays a bit of Candy Crush. Mean. Yeah, yep. I don't know about you. <laughs> but even the gaming industry is quite huge as well so in the context of the world it's worth around 300 billion (laughs) dollars In the context of New Zealand as well, I've heard that the gaming industry is actually worth more than the wool industry at the moment. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so when we talk about these huge funds that game developers have, it makes sense why they're building such sophisticated game experiences totally. that facilitate frequent and really long sessions of play. Yeah. So, of course, this brings a lot of happiness to many people. Absolutely. But, of course, it brings harm to that some people. So, yeah. When you talk about harm,
0: what, what are you actually meaning? I see it's like... Mm about three percent of gamers kind of have a harmful experience what does that actually
1: mean exactly so that means you know there are three billion people that game around the world and around three percent of those people have what's called gaming disorder Oh, okay it's an addiction to video games and typically they play around 85 hours a week wow putting that into perspective that's over you know an average working week right yeah that's crazy so in terms of diagnosis it's still a bit tricky because it was only accepted by the world health organization as a real mental health disorder in 2019 so that's so recent really really recent so in order to look out for it it'd be things like preoccupation with gaming meaning you prioritize gaming over other activities and responsibilities in life but most importantly what negative consequences there are so for example not being able to take care of your children Mm. sleep deprivation not being able to go to work for example that's so fascinating I, i
0: guess it's a really complex thing to diagnose because Definitely. where's the line between it just being your passion and it being something that is causing harm, as you
1: say. Exactly. To people.
0: So what's your research kind of focusing on in this world?
1: That's a really good question because my whole goal is not to stop people from gaming, but to just make sure that people are gaming enough to bring them happiness but not harm. Yeah. Of course that's different with everybody. For example, if you're working you can't game as much as someone that's let's say fifteen years old. Yes. So my whole research is providing treatment for those who actually seek for it it's not about forcing it's more about individual choice if they need it
0: that's really interesting because I feel like there's so much of the conversation we do here about um, gaming and
1: the effects Mm, of gaming and stuff is
0: quite like pearl clutchy moral panicky like the kids should not be on (laughs) the computers kind of thing exactly and this doesn't sound at all like the space that you're interested in
1: no yeah
0: so what is it about this world that's kind of caught your attention how did you end up working in this space
1: yeah so this whole thing started in 2018 so I was a third-year Bachelor of Health Sciences student. I just took a lecture from a professor called Simon Rodder, who actually supervised my PhD. She briefly talked about internet addiction and talked about gaming addiction. And I was yeah. like, what is that? So I went to talk with her before I knew it. I was a research assistant, did my honours, did my PhD. And fun fact, I was only 18 at the time. Wow. So I was very adventurous. I kind of clung on to things that interested me. And yeah. I've never stopped, basically. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So do you game as well? Do you play games? I yeah. do. Yeah, I would say I'm pretty regular, but I know my limits, especially because it is my field, but I do love gaming, which is why I support it, as well as help people who need help.
0: What is your game of choice? What's your go-to at the moment?
1: It is actually a game by a Kiwi developer. It's called Balloon's Tower Defense. They have Ah. a sixth version out now. It's really good. Mean. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And so what what kind of does your actual research, what's the sort of like pool that you've been working Mm. on and how have you actually been conducting it?
1: Great question. So I looked at people who were in Australia and New Zealand with not just gaming disorder but with problematic gaming Mm. because currently... I could say there are no treatments in New Zealand to help people with gaming disorder, meaning people are going to pre-existing mental health services like gambling health services. Mm. And a lot of the times they want to help, but sometimes they don't have the tools to do so. So I set out to create the first tool in New Zealand to help these people out. So I'm not just treating people with severe problems, below to moderate severity as well. Right, and so what's that tool look like? Yeah, so the tool's called Gaming Habit Hacker. It's entirely online on a website, and it involves an online coach, and also we facilitate them to create a gaming reduction plan, and to stick to it for 28 days. Mm. And that's been known to be successful in previous research, and we've done it this time round, and it has been effective for gamers as well.
0: That's so interesting. So what's the next step for you with this research? Where are you heading with it?
1: So the next step is because we have this website already made and tested, we can directly send it to pre-existing mental health services mm. for them to use. So they will do something called a blended treatment where they combine online treatment with in-person treatment. Oh,
0: wow, that's so interesting. Thank well, you. well, good luck with it. What a really fascinating world to be working in and, you know, fast-growing space as well. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Great to have you in, Jennifer, and have a really nice rest of
1: your Tuesday. Thank you. <laughs> that was Ready, Steady, Learn. Thanks to the University of Auckland, the best university.
0: That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.